This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Later this week, well, Wednesday to be exact, is International Women's Day. Uh, in conjunction with uh, Equal Voice, uh, Abacus Data sought out to, to gauge the views of Canadians on the question of women in politics. It was a national survey over 2,100 Canadian adults asking them a range of questions about their views and perceptions about women in politics. When it comes to the number of women in Parliament, whether we'll be able to achieve gender parity in the short term, what's keeping women away from politics, and what kind of issues, or do issues have a different approach with women politicians versus male politicians? Well, joining us to talk a bit more about these issues, pleased to welcome to the program here today, Grace Lore, uh, Senior Researcher with Equal Voice Canada. Uh, Grace, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Great. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, well let's kind of go through some of this because, I, I, I mean, it is a fact right now that there are more men in politics than women. So is, is the impetus here that we need to, to change that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there are... Only 26% of uh, the House of Commons is women. Internationally, in terms of women's political representation, we rank 63rd behind a very diverse group of countries who all have more women in politics than us. Uh, And yeah, uh, we believe that we do need to have more women at all levels of government. Uh, And uh, we're in Ottawa this week with 338 young women leaders who could be uh, those women in the future. Now, it's interesting because on one of these questions, um, found that 58% of Canadians don't see this as a problem. Well, why do you think that is? Well, a good part of that is because people don't know how few women there are in politics. Uh, among those people who estimated the number of women in politics to be between 23 and 29%, so about the right amount, uh, they were more likely than not to say there are too few women. Um, But people overestimate the number of women that we have in politics. I think it's because we, as a country, value equality and democracy. So people don't realize how low women's representation is. So it was among those people who overestimated the number of women in politics that we definitely saw people thought that there was enough women. So people's definition of enough might vary, but you're suggesting that maybe we we don't have a clear picture of, of the reality. In Canada? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The average that people estimated was 31%, um, but we're actually down at 26%. So people thought there was more than there was. 60% of respondents estimated there were more women than there actually are. Um, and that was true regardless of age, gender, region, you know, the party you vote for, people overestimated the number of women in politics. So it's it's a bigger problem than people know. Well, I wonder why. I mean, as part of it, uh, for example, the fact that, you know, Alberta has a female premier and B.C. has a female premier and Ontario has a, a female premier, that, that there are prominent women in politics. Do, do you think that creates the perception that there are more women in politics than there really are? Yes, absolutely. I think that's the case. Uh, and we also see a gender parity cabinet federally and, of course, mm-hmm. in Alberta. And so I think that that there are some very prominent women in positions of leadership that are visible. Um, 
you know, it's uh, important to note, I think, when you mentioned those three provinces with uh, women uh, leaders, those are the three provinces that have the most number of women in politics. So we do see an impact of that leadership in terms of increasing women's representation. But the reality is that it's still only 26% federally. It varies quite a bit across the provinces, uh, but we're not, you know, BC is the highest at 38%. Um, and, and a number of other provinces are quite low, below the 20% mark. So even with these high-profile women, even with their leadership and visibility, we do have too few women in politics in in all kinds of elected office. I wonder, too, are, are, are women not being elected in the first place? Would we see a, a more closer uh, balance between uh, male and female if we looked only at candidates as opposed to elected officials? Yes, that's a really good point. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, in the last federal election, only 33% of candidates were women. So we aren't seeing women on the ballot uh, the uh, advocate survey also asked respondents what they thought was the biggest barrier, the biggest obstacle for women. And women said that it's because parties don't recruit enough women. They don't ask. And it's something we know from the literature, the, the academic work, and from talking to women in politics is that often they need to be asked and they need to be asked multiple times. They, we see a lot of men in politics, and I think to a great extent, women don't see themselves in the politics, and so they're less likely to self-select in. So the fact that women are identifying parties not recruiting enough women as, a, an, as an obstacle is something that we should take note and, and uh, call on parties to do a better job. Okay, because, uh, look, obviously there, there's nothing legally that, that prevents or precludes women from, from running for politics municipally, provincially, or federally in Canada. So what, what are the obstacles then to, to women getting into politics? There's quite a few of them, and they're varied. I mean, the advocates data uh, didn't identify any one obstacle in particular that people thought was the biggest. What it did was identify a number of things that are mattering. So it is the uh, negativity of, of politics, that personal attacks, right? And this is something that's, uh, that's obviously quite prominent in Alberta with, with uh, some of the things that Rachel Notley has faced uh, enough to go to the, uh, the police on a number of occasions, right? We also see that family obligations preventing women from considering running for office is a big one. Um, but it's notable to note that, that was, uh, men thought that was a bigger obstacle than women did. Women seem ready to balance those things. They seem uh, keen to get in there. Um, so, so we do see that. I mean, sometimes the access to the financial resources, it's expensive to run. Um, and if we consider something like the gendered wage gap playing a role, uh, we can see that factoring in. But it is, you know, I, I do want to reiterate, I think there's women leaders in all aspects of Canadian society and business and, and social organizations. And, and sometimes all it takes is for people in those parties with those networks to encourage women to run. Right, and, and certainly they, they could do that tomorrow. There, there's, yeah, there's nothing mm -hmm. stopping that. But are you suggesting we need to go even further and either change our, our electoral system, change the rules around elections? What, what are you proposing? Certainly some of those things may be of assistance at some point down the line, but 
what we're proposing is to raise the awareness about how low that number is um, and to encourage parties to reach out to more women. There's lots of talent and we would benefit from all of them, uh, from some more of that talent being in politics. Uh, you know, it's worth noting that in this survey, uh, uh, Canadians said that they were unlikely to encourage a woman to run for office. And that was especially true when people thought that the negativity was a problem. So I think, you know, we need to do politics better as voters, as politicians, as parties, as media, uh, to kind of deal with some of that uh, personal attack element, because that would encourage more people to encourage the women in their lives. Well, okay, so, but, what, but, but just sorry, on that point, though, because, mm-hmm. look, I, I, I'm, I'm a man, I'm not in politics, but um, why, why is it... Why, why would personal attacks be less damaging to me than, than say, a, a female aspiring politician? Well, they are often quite different in tone, uh, and they're quite different in numbers. So women in politics are more likely to face personal attacks on their looks or wardrobe, their voice, their hair, rather than the substance. Uh, they're more likely to uh, face attacks based on their gender, they're more likely to be subject to uh, violent threats, right? So so it isn't just a matter of men and women both facing uh, the personal attacks okay, but, of okay, politics. Well, There's a gendered element. Then now we're talking about something different, because obviously parties aren't running attack ads against each other, against other parties or against candidates doing that kind of thing. You're talking mm-hmm. about uh, people out there, I mean, you know, anonymous trolls on, on the Internet, or just, but you're talking about citizens. You're not talking about politics necessarily. Well, you know, social media is absolutely a big one that we're seeing more and more. But there was a report done by Samara Canada, and they talked to MPs that were retiring. And something that came up quite a bit about the heckling was that the heckling in the House of Commons can have a gendered tone. Um, we do see it in. Uh, sometimes in media coverage where there are there's a gendered lens to how people are being reported and talk about look and hair in a way that men don't face the the same kind of thing i'm not saying men in politics have an easy ride certainly the the uh, combative personal attacks do i think uh impact men in politics and you know, to be fair, are probably deterring some good, talented men from entering politics who look and think, mm, that's not so much for me. Uh, but there is a gendered element to it that is will discourage more women. Well, and I, but I'm, I'm sure that's true for a lot of uh, different mi- minority groups. I'm sure there are Sikh politicians who, um, you know, face a lot of racist uh, feedback, maybe deal with a lot of racist comments. There are openly gay politicians who I'm sure deal with a lot of uh, homophobic uh, kind of uh, anti-gay feedback or comments on online, etc. So uh, people who hold those those bigoted views are going to and maybe have more opportunities now to voice those. It's probably true for a lot of different people in politics. I think that's absolutely true. And, you know, to just to be totally clear, by improving the tone of politics, by dealing with that one barrier of the multiple barriers identified in this survey, um, it would improve women's representation, but I think it would improve politics for everybody. I think it would encourage more people to opt in. And since those are the people making decisions that affect our lives, that's good for everybody. 
Well, yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, well, people can read more uh, about this survey and uh, the other work being done at uh, equalvoice.ca. Grace, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Grace Lore is a senior researcher with Equal Voice Canada. So they exist to to try to encourage women to get into politics. Which, again, I don't see anything wrong with that. Politics is open to women. Obviously, there are many women who have uh, done very well in politics. And, right, so there's there's nothing stopping them. And if, if they want to, and if parties want to, to reach out and try to encourage more women to run, no problem. Uh, going further, though, and suggesting that we need to make changes to the way we do politics, change our electoral system, the rules around elections, I, I, don't, I don't see the need for that, to be honest. Uh, do women face a different kind of abuse or maybe even more abuse when they're in politics, when the high-profile position, maybe. Are there more threats being made against Rachel Notley, different kinds of threats being made against Rachel Notley because she's a woman? Maybe. Uh, and it should be noted, by the way, that at no point has uh, Rachel Notley come out and said, poor me, uh, everybody's being mean to me. She didn't really said anything about it at all, right? She's really, I, I think in a way, kind of risen above it. But it's true. But to suggest, though, that... that negative politics is the same as people making bigoted threats. I don't think that's fair. I mean, Brian Jean and Jason Kenney, for example, have been very quick to condemn that kind of thing. They're not attacking Rachel Notley for being a woman. They're, they're attacking her for her policies. So any leader, any head of any government is not above criticism. And the decisions you make, you need to be held accountable for them. So that's not a male-female thing. Anyway, 403-974-8255 is our number. We'll come back sometime for your thoughts, uh, your calls, your text. We're back right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.